Dr. Cook, welcome to the podcast. Sharon, hello. Great. How to are you? I'm I'm well, thank you. Well, good. Well, I want to let the audience know that I am sitting here in beautiful Tampa Bay, and Dr. Cook is sitting in beautiful New York City. The amazing thing about technology today, isn't it great? Fabulous. <laughs> what is the weather like there, Dr. Cook? Um, it's a beautiful April rainy afternoon. Doing <laughs> exactly doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing in April, raining for That's a change. True. Yes. And then there will be like the most glorious tulips all over Manhattan. Right? That's right. I that's, mean, that's one of my favorite things about coming at this time of year, say, is those tulips. That's right. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at flowers right outside my window. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I'm going to give the audience a little background. Um, not fair to them that I have had the great pleasure of knowing you for about two years now. And I am completely Dr. Cook. And she is a fabulous physician, board certified um, in acupuncture, as well as functional medicine, as well as integrative medicine. Correct me if I've um, mistaken. Well, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I have been certified two times over by the American Board of Internal Medicine. And I, I have been certified by the American Board of Integrative and Holistic Medicine uh, and the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture, uh, but there no, is no board per se of functional medicine. I have, I have uh, but functional medicine or physiologically based medicine has been at the core of my practice since I started the, the practice 20 years ago. In other words, everyone, a real underachiever. Okay, <laughs> with, with all of your wonderful certifications and all that you do. And what, what has always been fascinating to me, just like the last three years, there's not that, surprisingly, there's not that many people that understand what it means to be an integrative medicine physician with all these other wonderful um, options to practice acupuncture and alternatives. So, before we get into the real who you are, because I want to I wanna sneak the audience a, a, a few little tidbits that I know about you, that I adore about you, um, I just want the audience to know what that actually means. What does it mean to, uh, what to does be, yeah, to be an integrative medicine physician in New York City? <laughs> so, so when we use the term integrative medicine, we're speaking of integrating um, the best of both orthodox Western medicine and alternative complementary biological medicine um, versus being strictly alternative, meaning um, rejecting Western medical approaches. So I don't do that. Um, the um, the mainstay of integrative medicine, as well as functional and biological medicine, is to support the body's native eliminative pathways, what is known as detox, mm -hmm. um, to balance micronutrients, 
whether deficient or excessive, um, to, to um, balance hormones, treat inflammation naturopathically where possible, and uh, support the gut. And when you, when you support the body in those ways, um, we have incredible self-writing potential. Right. Oh, I love how all of that sounds. And it's funny because I was talking to my best friend in New York, Wendy, the nurse practitioner, and I almost can't believe that it's, it's not more of the norm. Um, that it's kind of just making its way to people looking for options um, versus just writing a prescription or treating the, the chronic disease. You really focus a lot on prevention and, and just alternatives that can help the whole body, correct? Yes. Can I speak to that? Yes, that? please. Yes. Um, at the core of this approach is the history the story that the patient tells and, and the physician patient relationship as well. And it's a little time consuming and that's not rewarded by our current um, insurance system. And so many people are compelled to stay within their insurance systems for medical care. And generalist doctors who work within the insurance system, most of whom are being absorbed by large hospital systems or corporate medical groups. So we're back. We took a nice little segue there and we're talking about some of the uh, restraints that are upheld within the the corporate side of medicine. So why don't you carry on with um, what you were saying, Dr. Cook? Yeah, you were expressing your surprise that this kind of medicine is not practiced more widely. And I was just saying that it is limited by the insurance structure that prevails in this country because um, time spent is not rewarded in order to, to do justice to the patient and practice this kind of medicine. Um, it takes time to listen to the patient, to take a comprehensive history, which goes beyond um, the, the normal history taking, which includes a, a careful nutritional history, a history of uh, environmental exposures and also psychoemotional dimensions. And um, the one thing that is not rewarded by insurance companies for the most part is time spent procedures yes but but not the time with the patient and that's a shift that has taken place since which chiefly started in the early 60s and has accelerated over the last 50 years and it has become increasingly a specialist society um, until until the 60s um, generalist medicine was the uh, pivot of of Western medicine, and um, um, after after um, the profession uh, was compelled by various forces to subserve the needs of the insurance industry. That role was was taken over in many cases by um, the naturopaths, the chiropractors, 
um, who who were more, um, you know, were always more outside the dominant structure. And so um, it was in 19, approximately 1990, hold on a moment, 1996, that University of Maryland published um, a study. Um, um, it was a five-question telephone survey that was sent out to tens of thousands of people, and it came to light that people were spending just in huge sums of money on health care not administered by MDs. And um, the orthodoxy decided from that point that they better pay attention and um, try to furnish more of what people were looking for. However, um, you know, while a lot of these uh, therapies that were considered um, outliers and alternative 20 years ago, 25 years ago, acupuncture and uh, um functional medicine, while they have become mainstream, um, they're still they're still on the fringe of orthodox medicine. That is shifting, but you know what that will look like in another ten years um, is still a big question mark. Right. Well, I have the great pleasure of working um, mostly with this type of practice with with physicians that seem to be breaking out of, of corporate medicine and, and really honing on your, your skills of, of being able to practice medicine for so long and then realizing that really why you went to medical school in the first place was to treat patients the way you felt it was best and right. And, um, you know, I know that you had honed your clinical skills over many years in emergency medicine. And so you're deeply versed in, in so many different ways, especially, you know, being in the ER um, and the bustles of, of busy ERs, I'm sure that that was a place where you were able to really understand that the time that you needed to spend just wasn't there. So how long now have you had your own practice in New York City? I started the practice um, in 1998 while continuing to do acute ER work until 2002 and then walk in ER work until 2012. So the practice grew um, um, bit by bit over those years. Um, so this year it's been 20 years. Um, wow, oh my yeah. goodness, congratulations. That's, wow, I, 20 mm -hmm. years. I went straight into full-time ER uh, work after my three-year internal medicine residency never intending to stay in ER medicine for the long haul, but somewhere in the back of my mind. And so you were saying that you knew um, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't stay in emergency medicine, that your, your career path was going to be a little more vast than that, correct? That's correct. And I knew also that I wanted to that, that whatever practice, whatever office practice that I was going to have, that I wanted it to be within a, an integrative and, 
and um, preventive um, context. And so um, in 1995, when I left the full-time ER job, I signed up for various continuing, Medica- continuing medical education courses uh, um, in nutrition. I, I signed up for uh, acupuncture certification, botanical medicine, while I was doing the traveling um, ER work. And, and your lineage extends back through five generations of physicians, correct? Well, my father, neither of my parents were physicians, but mm-hmm. both my grandfathers were physicians. And on my father's side, my grandfather was the fourth generation. Wow. All graduates, all graduates of Columbia College of Physicians and Surgeons. My, mm. my great, great great-grandfather graduated before the American Revolution when it was still um, King's College of Physicians and Surgeons. And they were, they were farmers and doctors. And hmm. so wonderful. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I love the most about your practice is that you, uh, you maintain all of these great relationships with both conventional and alternative medicine practitioners. And I think that that is such a I'm sure you agree that that is such a great addition to the way you practice medicine, um, because sometimes uh, when I'm working with clients, it's, it's almost unheard of, right, <laughs> to have some type of collaboration or think that maybe somebody else's idea was maybe a good one. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I, I think yeah, that that's well, wonderful. But, you know, so, sometimes, sometimes... Uh, people come to me either because they're at the beginning of a health odyssey and they want to do everything possible at the outset, which is uh, uh, based in naturopathy and nutrition to, to help themselves. Or I get people who have already been through a host of orthodox procedures and therapies and want to see what this approach has to offer. Uh, But I will say that sometimes the most uh, difficult challenge that I have is persuading people um, to, to go and get a conventional study, to get a conventional procedure. Mm. Uh, So, you know, both sides have a lot to offer and, um, you know, the hope for the future is um, the, um, um, the, the collaborative uh, experience. Absolutely. Know? I mean, there's um, a plethora of even health coaches embarking on this journey and, and nurse practitioners I've found most recently over the last two years, um, very common that they are heading to integrative medicine conferences and and trying to understand it. And I think a lot of them uh, want to go on this journey because they've had their own personal issue. They've had their own ailment or illness and the conventional side wasn't working. So they began to continue their curiosity and go down the rabbit hole. And before you know it, um, they realize the how wonderful it is to be able to bring other types of, of your medicine, whatever that might be, into um, 
relief. So there's so much that I want to talk to you about, but I want to, uh, I want the audience to get excited that there's going to be more because um, there is so much more to you and to um, how you've been able to, you know, even just from a, a business standpoint, to break free and, and try something new and take a risk, which is a very big risk. I mean, every doctor that I am blessed enough to work with, take a, they take a lot of risk when they leave. The, it's not softer, easier. Sometimes it's more difficult, actually, but to leave um, the corporate environment and, and do something that they believe in. So oh, absolutely. I, Can I tell you an anecdote yes, quickly? Yes, yes. Uh, when, when I left my ER job in 1995, um, I had been lining up my ducks for the traveling doctor work and the um, uh, acupuncture training and some of the other conferences bit by bit over a period of a few months. And I, I had not let my medical colleagues know what my plans were until my last. You didn't let your colleagues know until your last, what, like last few weeks before you made the decision? Uh, not, not even the last <laughs> week that I was there um, because people, people didn't even know. I had given my resignation uh, shortly before and uh um, people, you know, so I, I was very quiet about it until really the last week that people knew that I was leaving. And uh, those who asked, um, I told them. And um, as I say, a couple of them called me in the evening <laughs> to try mm -hmm. to dissuade me from, from this folly and uh, that I was throwing my career away. And uh, what can we, what can we say? You know, I love what I do. I've had an amazing adventure. I've met incredible people. And um, um, so and you get to design your life. Yes. That Isn't too. that nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get to spend the, I mean, I know, like I said before, I have the great advantage of knowing you for a long time, but I know about the, the great care that your patients get and how you spend so much time with them and they stay with you for years and then their families join and their, you know, cousins or neighbors come. And it's a real, you know, you, you've really created something wonderful for yourself. And, and, and here you are in beautiful Manhattan, right. And where the tulips are about to come up, you love nature. You love taking walks through central park. <laughs> You love, I, I get to say all the things that you love. You love poems and you love to write and you're, you're very talented in so many other ways. And I think that's what I wanna focus on the next time that we, we talk, because I think you can, there's, there's so many things that you can do for our audience and whoever that might be, for a fellow physician who might be thinking the same thing, who hears you, um, talk about the risk that you took, which, you know, might not seem as much of a risk today as it was back then, or um, people that are looking for alternative ways of, of rejuvenating their health, what, rejuvenating their spirit. I mean, we certainly talk a lot about um, mind, body, spirit in, in your practice. So just in closing for this episode, which we will continue next time, so stay tuned, everybody. Um, what would you like our audience to know before we go today? Um, what would I like? Um, 
I um, love putting everybody on the spot. So okay. anybody that knows me knows that nothing is scripted <laughs> and it's, yes. it's always going to be what, what's really in our heart um, that okay. comes out of our mouths. So I would like to say this, that wherever an audience member may be, wherever in the country they may be, if they feeling, if, 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 uh, if you feel that something is out of balance, if something is not quite right, if you've been told by one or several doctors that everything is fine, your exams are fine, there's nothing to worry about, keep looking until you find a doctor with a broad orientation who really listens carefully and who's willing to work with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's such great advice because there really is we really have to listen to our bodies. We, we know best about our health and we really need to, to just do the investigative work. And, and there are practitioners out there that can go down that rabbit hole with you and, and do other alternative testing and, and the like. So for now, everybody, we'll say goodbye. If you would like to reach out to Dr. Cook, her website is drcm as in Mary, C-O-O-K-E dot com, located in New York City that I miss so much. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Cook. Sharon, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Um.